Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 510 here in the station in Pittston, 70 degrees and sunny. Looks like it's going to be a beautiful evening tonight. So uh, make sure you get your plans in tonight. It's one of those nice, crisp fall evenings. It's time for Do I Have a Case with Frank Andrews. We'll be back to the show in just a few minutes. Thank you very much, Rob. We are ready for a big question here. Do I have a case? And the man with the answers to just about every category that we throw at him is attorney Keith Figured. Keith, how are you today? I'm good, Frank. I'm good, Rob. Uh, pleasure, as I say, always to be here. Looking forward to the questions today. Well, we are inundated with questions, and they're on a variety of subjects. And the first one today is uh, very interesting, and I'm sure it touches a lot of people. What are the circumstances to get a PFA, a protection from abuse order, against a boyfriend, and how do you go about getting one? Very sensitive question, Keith. Okay, this is an important question, and I actually get a lot of responses or a lot of questions pertaining to this. So first off, uh, in Pennsylvania, a restraining order is known as a protection from abuse order, or a PFA. The purpose of the PFA is to provide protection for victims of actual or threatened violence or abuse. Courts will issue both temporary and final orders, the latter of which can be issued up to three years. Under the Pennsylvania uh, Pennsylvania PFA Act, um, what relationship and what circumstances someone may seek a PFA is something to be aware of. So the PFA Act lists the following relationships as covered by law. So you can have a current or former spouse, including same-sex relationships, domestic partners, parents, children, current and former sexual partners, including dating, individuals who live together or in intimate or sexual relationships, family members of the above who reside in the same domicile, such as minor children, of one member of an intimate relationship, blood relatives who do not reside together, and those related by marriage, such as in-laws, step-parents, or siblings. If the individual who needs a, a PFA is under the age of 18, a parent or guardian will need to file on behalf of the child. You can file a PFA because of abuse, because of abuse or violent actions that have already occurred or the threat of abuse or violence. The behavior or action at the center of the PFA do not have to be physical or result in physical injury. The f uh, physical actions that are either knowing or reckless fall under the act's provisions. Um, and again, I mean, there's a number of those uh, to, for time purposes, uh, you really should contact an attorney. But when you have an actual physical injury, you want to provide the court with evidence, photographs, hospital records, witness statements, all may be used to provide the alleged abuse occurred. A court may also consider the physical characteristics of the individual. Moreover, abuse does not need to meet any criminal standard to be sufficient. Um, and again, I mean, there's, there's, this is pretty complicated. I could pretty much probably go on for the next hour explaining this. But if you have been abused or believe you are in danger of physical violence, you may want to file a petition for a PFA. If you believe you have an intimate partner, may try to get a PFA against you. You need to be proactive. So you want to reach out to attorney as soon as possible so you know what your rights are. Make sure you have the right evidence compiled and that uh, you move 
uh, forward uh, timely such that something more severe doesn't happen and you can have that in place to protect you. Well, again, a very sensitive question, and I appreciate the answer and your advice about seeking an attorney, including attorney Keith Figured. But, folks, I just want you to know we certainly hope that we have helped with that subject. All right, second question is also sensitive. Can I be fired for filing a workers' compensation claim in Pennsylvania? Okay, so under Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania law actually prohibits employers from firing employees because they filed a workers' compensation claim or, in, or were injured while working. The law also bans employers from retaliating against workers who make a workers' compensation claim. Likewise, employees can't be punished for winning a claim, receiving their benefits from a claim, or supporting the claim of another worker. Signs of retaliation include decreased hours, threats, making work or harder for other employees, false claims of negative job performance, mistreatment by managers, unfavorable shifts, increased occurrences of undesirable work duties compared to other workers, and firing. While a delayed claim isn't always a sign of retaliation from an employer, knowing how long a worker's compensation claim can take is helpful for workers worried about mistreatment. Generally, a worker can expect to receive payments within three weeks of filing a claim. If a worker's claim is pending, they might be able to receive temporary compensation for up to 90 days during the process. If a worker still hasn't received compensation after this, they should reach out to an attorney right away. Now, there's one other thing to explain here is that at-will employment in PA complicates retaliation claims. Pennsylvania is an at-will employment state. Simply put, this means that an employer can use any reason or lack of one to terminate a person's employment. However, employers can only fire workers for reasons that aren't illegal. For example, an employer can't fire a worker while citing their work-related injury as reason. However, an employer can fire an injured worker for other reasons that aren't related to the work injury. If a person files a worker's compensation claim and they're uh, fired shortly after, Pennsylvania requires them to still be eligible for benefits. The best thing to that you can do is to contact an attorney that specializes in this area like myself. Um, and then this way you have an idea of whether or not their actions uh, for firing or uh, if there is evidence of retaliation conduct, whether or not there can be a claim pursued aside from the workers' compensation. And folks, in just a moment, we'll give you the uh, the address for Keith's uh, uh, website. And if you go there, you can click on what is called the practice areas and you'll see a lot of different uh, subjects there in including workers' compensation. So, Keith, if people do have questions for you on this subject or others, how do they get in touch with you? They can contact me directly at 570-954-9299. They could uh, send information or questions through email at keepthatfiguredlaw.com. And as you had said, Frank, they can uh, get more information on my uh, webpage or website, which is figuredlaw.com. All right. Now, next week, Keith, we have a question about a guy that wants to sell a shotgun. So I'm sure some people will be interested <laughs> in that. So you have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Rob. And I'll be looking forward to that question. That's a good one. <laughs> They're all good ones, and we got lots of them. Now, folks, if you have a question, do I have a case, email me. Email me that question, and we'll get it on as quick as we can. Frank Andrews at WILK News Radio. Frank Andrews at WILKNewsRadio.com. Send that question in, and we'll get it on for Attorney Keith Figured. And let's get back to Rob. Thank you, Frank and Keith. I uh, appreciate all the advice you guys give every week on Friday during the 5 o'clock hour. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. 
dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Uh, got some text messages in. I was talking about the fall. Make sure you support our local farmers. This is the time of the year where they're kind of wrapping things up. They got their pumpkin patches going, their corn, their decorations. Uh, make sure you go out and support your local farmer. And we do have Oktoberfest that's going on tonight and tomorrow at uh, Mohegan Sun Casino, out where the party at the patio normally is held. So if you're not doing anything tonight or tomorrow, go on by and check it out. Should be a good time. But definitely support your local your local farmers, your local stores, your local shops. Get your cider. Get everything you need, your decorations for the fall. It's, it's about that time, that time of year. Um, Governor Shapiro wants to give you his uh, cell phone so you can text him. Uh, he posted on social media today. And uh, it's going to be interesting, I guess. And it should be fun in the future because I would assume that all the text messages he receives are freedom of information request eligible. So it's going to be interesting to see a transcript of the text message he does get. But this is what he put out on social media today. Update to share with you. And this is really cool. As governor, I have the privilege of meeting with folks in their own corners of Pennsylvania. I've been to every county multiple times. And my team is always looking for new ways for us to be able to keep in touch and for you to be able to share your thoughts with me. So starting today, you can text me. Whether I'm visiting small businesses in Scranton, making a major announcement in Erie, or coming to your area to meet with you and your neighbors, I want to share it with you and I want to hear from you. To best serve the people of Pennsylvania, we have to meet folks where they are. I believe there should be no wrong door. No matter how you choose to access government, you need to know that you're going to be able to get help, whether you're walking into a building or sending me a text. More importantly, I want to hear what you think. I'll be in touch from time to time, and you can text me at 717-788-8990. And make sure you save me in your contacts so we can keep in touch. Text you soon. Well, that's the message from uh, Governor Josh Shapiro. Let's see if I can shut it off now. There we go. And the number to text the governor is um, 717-788-8990. And, uh, you know, you could be critical of the governor. I am. I have been. And I continue to be. But this is a good form of outreach. Uh, I like this. And, again, I think the value of it, and I said on my social media post where I actually retweeted his video and his post on this, where it says, Pennsylvania, I have an exciting update for you starting today. You can text me at 717-788-8990. Now, I'm sure it's going to a staffer, but it is officially his government text now, which is eligible for a Freedom of Information request. So it's going to be interesting and uh, I don't know if I'll do it, but I hope someone does it. Maybe I'll do it. Actually make those requests to see some of the text messages he gets because they could be critical. They could be absolutely anything. And they have to disclose them. They have to show the text messages he's got because it's his official form of communication. So it's going to be interesting. Um, and again, you can be critical of the governor. I am. I will continue to be. But I've seen glimpses here and there of him trying to bridge gaps, trying to do things that are totally against uh, the Democrat standard, like the school voucher program, which he did retreat from. So we still got to hold his feet to the fire with that. But he still has talked that there's a lot of work to be done there. He has shown his support for law enforcement. We'll see how this goes as we move forward. 
you know, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt uh, early when he was in negotiations with the GOP-controlled Senate for the budget. So I'm going to wait and see attitude with him. But things like this where he wants to outreach the community, wants to hear from community, is a good thing. Even if you don't like him, it's still a good thing. And we cannot like him and say this is a good thing when he does good things. Because you're never going to agree with anyone all the time. I think I will probably not agree with the governor a lot of the time. But when he does good things, I'm going to say it because I call it like it is here on the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 522 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. Oh, just weather today. Uh, let me find that. Hang on. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist, meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Friday night, mostly clear. Some clouds from Hurricane Lee in our skies, low 49. Saturday, mostly sunny and breezy, high 73. Sunday, increasing clouds. Afternoon and overnight showers, high 74. Monday, sun and clouds, a lingering shower or two, high 72. It's uh, currently 70 degrees and sunny here at 523, your official weather station, WLK. Great Friday music from Jake in the control room, as always. Um, we started out this week with uh, nine, the memorial for 9-11, the, the anniversary of 9-11. And I, I saw this audio today from Representative and West Point graduate Wesley Hunt of Texas 38 on America's security. And um, he was an Apache pilot. He's a West Point graduate. He's now representing our country. He's one of a handful that went to West Point or our service academies that are serving in our Congress. So when he says something, he means it. When he says something, it's extremely thought out. When he says something, there's a lot of experience behind it. So I I, I pulled the audio and I sent it to Jake so he can get it to us today. And um, I want you guys to listen to what he has to say because this guy knows what he's talking about. These are the people we need in our Congress, not the fools that we've been sending there from our area. So let's give uh, Representative uh, Wesley Hunt from Texas 38 and West Point grad a listen here. As a sophomore at West Point, I knew and my classmates knew West Point class, class of 2004. Actually, three of us are currently serving in the halls of Congress right now. We knew that we were all going to go to war. We knew that there was a chance that we would not make it back alive, but by God, we were going to do whatever it took to protect our country and to prevent something like that from ever happening again. And this is why protecting this country and protecting our southern border means so much to me. The open borders that we're seeing right now at our southern borders is a slap in the face to everyone who has sacrificed to keep anything like 9-11 from happening again in our great country. We lost a lot of blood, a lot of treasure to keep our nation safe, including many of my West Point classmates that are no longer with us. We were told that if we fought terror abroad, we could keep it from coming in our own country. And I still believe that to this day. It's because of Joe Biden, and we have now essentially turned our southern border into a welcome mat for terrorists. Now, the Biden administration would like you to believe that every person coming across our border is an asylum seeker simply looking for a better life. That's not only a lie, it's insulting to our intelligence. This administration says that illegal aliens are women and children wanting a better opportunity, and I have some numbers for you that would point out the contrary. Since October 2022, CBP flagged 75,000 
illegal aliens in our country as national security risks. Last year, CBP announced that 98 illegal aliens on a terrorist watch list on our southern border. 98. That is nine times the number of people encountered on the terrorist watch list than during Trump's entire presidency. But wait, there's more. Just last week, the Office Inspector General released their audit of DHS titled, DHS does not have assurance that all migrants can be located once released into the United States. Quick recap of what's going on here. We have 75,000 illegal immigrants living amongst us who are national security risk currently. CBP is encountering illegal aliens on the terrorist watch list at a record rate, and DHS is releasing illegal aliens, their national security risk, to the interior of our country, and you can't even tell us where they are. Why do we have a terrorist watch list? If people on our terrorist watch list can simply walk into our open southern border, then why do we have one at all? How is it possible that the FBI has no problem hunting down January 6th protesters years later, but this administration has lost track of illegal aliens who pose a real threat to our national security? We know this administration could track down anyone, anytime, anywhere. We've seen them do it. Why? It's my opinion that this administration views patriots, or as the Biden administration calls them, MAGA Republicans, as national security threats while viewing illegal aliens on the terrorist watch list as asylum seekers simply looking for a better life. We live in an upside-down world today where Americans are vetted and surveilled more than illegal aliens that we know have the propensity to break the law. It's not an oversight. It's not a mistake. This is a choice. We have billionaires right now that are putting patrons in space for sport. And you mean to tell me that we cannot stop illegal immigrants that clearly pose a threat to our national security from entering our country. And I have a report that says it. That doesn't scare the hell out of you. I don't know what will. It's 532 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 538 here at the station, 70 degrees and sunny. Um, when the sun sets tonight, a new year begins in the Jewish tradition, ushering in a holiday steeped in self-reflection and hopefulness, continuing through nightfall on Sunday. I uh, want to wish all our Jewish listeners out there happy Rosh Hashanah, or the Jewish New Year is the start of the 10-day period known as the Days of Awe, or Holy High Holy Days, uh, which culminates September 24th at sunset with Yom Kippur. It is the 5,784-year said Rabbi Miriam Spitzer of the Temple of Israel in Scranton. Obviously, the world wasn't created 5,784 years ago. We know that. So why does it say that? She said, explaining that it isn't looking at whether the world was created exactly 5,784 years ago. The key thing is the idea of the importance of the world and the understanding of celebrating of the world. So again, uh, I just wish a happy 
Hi, Holy Day. Happy Jewish New Year or Rosh Hashanah to all our Jewish listeners out there. Uh, and I got a text message about the video, the audio that I played, that Jake actually played just a minute ago. And that was Congressman Wesley Hunt of Texas 38. He's a West Point graduate and an Army Apache attack helicopter pilot. 75,000 known threats to national security in our country with these illegal migrants that have come in. 98 people just at our southern border from the terror watch list. Um they like to leave those things out when they talk about work visas, when they talk about work permits, when they talk about, you know, the, the people looking for a better life and such like that. And, and I understand that. But you know what? It's, it shouldn't be our problem. It shouldn't be our burden as the taxpayer. It's supposed to be their job and their burden as our legislators to create a system with the laws and regulations we have that works for everyone. That doesn't burden us, and now they're burdening, burdening us with this cut in services, extra taxes that we're all going to end up paying. This money is not coming out of anywhere. This, this is not magic money that's being paid. We need to understand the threats that are here. We live in a dangerous time. There's been massive military movements around Taiwan with China. There's been massive troop and asset movements within China showing that they're preparing for something or at least trying to show that they are preparing for something. They are putting more and more assets to blockade Taiwan. Now, if it's imminent, who knows? But they are moving these assets there that it's concerning the people who say it's concerning, which in turn concerns me. You have Russia and North Korea meeting where Vladimir Putin is now showing Kim Jong-un of North Korea their missile programs, their fighter jet programs. And the leader of North Korea saying that unwavering and unconditional support to Russia. This is concerning. And we're at a time now where it's a free-for-all at our borders. And I know people, I've been to the border. I know people who were in charge of the border. I've watched the interviews with the Border Patrol chiefs who say, it's a free-for-all. But they just ignore this. They are not doing their job. And they make it seem like it's a Republican versus Democrat issue. It's not. It's legislators who refuse to do their jobs issue. There's systems in place. And if you don't like those systems, vote on new laws that make the systems the way you want them. But they won't even propose that. They won't even sit down and talk about those things. They are failing us at every turn. They are negligent at their jobs. Each and every one with them, uh, one of them, because this should be an ongoing conversation. When the vice president, Kamala Harris, was put in charge of the border, instead of pretending she's going to the border to do things because we all know she's not, maybe her job should have been to sit down in Washington, down the block from her residence, down the block from her office with both Democrats and Republicans and say, hey, let's work out a problem. Let's sit down twice a week, three times a week. I'll even pay for lunch. And let's figure out how we can fix this system. Hasn't done that once because they don't want to fix the fi system. I told you from the start, it's about money. People are making billions of dollars off of illegal, immigrates, uh, illegal immigrants. So it won't be fixed unless we demand or tell them they will no longer exist unless they fix the problem. It's 543 here at WILK. We'll be back.
Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 549. That's a little dazed and confused because we're going to talk about... uh, We're going to talk a little bit about... uh, some dazed and confusion and it's finally starting to come out and they're not answering the questions. And I said, I was really critical of uh, Admiral Kirby for not answering the questions of very simple answers. And I'm going to play that, that exchange, which I wanted to play yesterday. So, uh, so you can hear it. Then I'm going to go on a list of the things that have been said recent, just recently. Let me see if I can find this here. claimed you saw the Pittsburgh Bridge collapse. Uh, claimed his grandfather died in the hospital days before his birth. What is going on with the president? Is he just believing things that didn't happen did happen, or is he just randomly making stuff up? The president uh, was deeply touched and honored to be able to spend 9-11 with uh, military members there in Alaska and some families, uh, and uh, was, uh, was, was honored by their presence and the chance to make an important set of remarks about why we need to continue to remember that day. Um, And he did that. Um, And he spoke about uh, a visit to Ground Zero, which he did participate in uh, about a week or so after uh, the the event Um, and what that looked and what that smelled and what that felt like. Uh, And it had a visceral impact on him as it did so many other Americans on that terrible day. And he's focused on making sure that an attack like that never happens again, which is why we've improved our over-the-horizon counterterrorism capability and why we continue to hold terrorist networks uh, accountable. And it's why he spent so much time last week shoring up our national security interests in a vital part of the world uh, on issues that aren't necessarily tied to terrorism, but very much tied uh, to our ability to secure peace and prosperity there and around the world. He's had a string of saying things that happened, didn't things that are easily debunked. Why does he keep doing that? The president was grateful to spend that time with those family members and those troops. Well, you know, you know what he didn't do? He didn't answer the question. Um, he didn't answer the question at all. Very simple question. Why does Joe Biden keep lying every time he talks to people? And he, here's just a few. Here's a, a story when Joe Biden just talked recently. This was a story from September 14th, 2023. Biden claims to a group of rabbis that he was raised in synagogues in my state. February of 2021, Biden hit for boasting of growing up in a Polish community during a Poland visit. October 3rd, 2020, Biden says he was raised around Puerto Ricans at home politically during a visit to Hurricane Fiona damage. And here's a Washington Post article from October 5th, 2022. Biden is actually Greek and Jewish and raised by Puerto Ricans. That was a Washington Post article there. You know, it's it, you want to laugh, but it's not funny. It's not funny at all. And, and I've gone through this time and time again that, and if you look back at his career, having to, well, lying about his career from the start, when he was in the Senate saying he was, you know, in the first of his law class, um, when he wasn't. I mean, he's lied his entire career. He's plagiarized his entire... He had to drop out of the 20, 2008 presidential race because he plagiarized. He's lied his entire career. He lies about everything. Everything he's talking... Every public appearance he makes now, there's there's 
the odds are he's a lot. There's a lie involved. Just this week, there's been three or four. And my concern is, and and I've said it here to you guys before, that is he trying to just relate to the crowd he's talking to? Now, if you look at each of those incidents where he's talking to rabbis, you know, he was raised by Jewish community. When he's talking to Puerto Ricans, he was raised in a Puerto Rican household. When he was talking to the Polish people, he was Polish, raised by Polish. You know, that I could write off to, okay, he's trying to relate to people. He's making things off. Like I said, when he spoke at the Naval Academy graduate, he was telling them that he was accepted to the Naval Academy and turned it down. It's more than that. This is his persona. This is who he's always been. And my fear and the concerns that we should be asking is what does he do when he's one-on-one with our foreign foreign uh, leaders? Somebody just texted Robbie said yesterday that he taught at UPenn, which he never did. He was an honorary professor, but he's never taught a single class at UPenn. Now, they do host his library, but he's never taught a, a single class. That's proven. All of these things have been proven. I mean, his whole story about corn pop and, you know, he just, when is enough enough? But again, most of them are minor, but if he does this so repeatedly, so easily, what is he telling the leaders of China when he meets with them? What is he telling the leaders of Russia when he's meeting with them? What is he doing in Europe when he's meeting with the G7 or the G20 or whatever the Gs are? Is he saying something that can't be walked back by his staff one-on-one when their foreign ministers start calling our foreign ministers and says, hey, the president told this to our president. We're going to move forward on this. That's scary as hell. And like I said, just this past week, starting about Wednesday, there's been a change in the Democratic mentality in the media. Like I said, CNN, MSNBC, you know, protectors of Democrat policy have gone on the offensive against Joe Biden on, on especially this. CNN did an entire segment listing everything he's lied about, fact-checking everything he's lied about. MSNBC, the same. Something's going on. They know this can't be the guy next year. They know something's there, and they don't want Kamala Harris. That's why they're doing everything they can to try and reinvent her. But if you look at the recent interview this week again with former Speaker Nancy Pelosi, she would not say, "Is Kamala?" she was asked point blank, is Kamala Harris the best choice for vice president to run as Joe Biden's running mate? Her answer was, well, Joe Biden picked him, so I have faith in that. She didn't answer the question. They asked Jamie Raskin the exact same question. He basically referred his answer to Nancy Pelosi's answer, which, again, was not answering the question. There's something going on, and we need to start paying a lot of attention to it. Because are they going to try and slip a totally different party in? Is that going to be dissent? Is if they they turn their nose up at at, uh, Kamala Harris, does she turn on them? Like I said, you know, there's we're one step away from a health issue really damaging Joe Biden's run running. But I think it's at the point now with this lie after lie after lie after gaffe. They know that he can't be the guy. 
So what's their next step? And I, I truly think they're starting in a panic. And that's why there's all this other chatter and noise around. That's why you have representatives in New York getting screamed out about illegal migrants. Something to pay attention to as we move into the weekend. It's 5.57 here in WILK. We'll be back to close out the show in just a minute. Well, I appreciate you guys joining us on this Friday, September 15th. We're going to wrap up the show now. It was a good uh, good show. I uh, appreciate uh, you guys partaking in today's uh talk discussion we had a lot of interaction a lot on so a lot on text message today so i appreciate that you know i wish a lot of more would call but you, you guys do what you want to do and uh have a great weekend it looks like it's going to be good weather cool weather good sleeping weather get outside do some Oktoberfest in the area god bless be safe we'll do this again next week